Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Formula One on One podcast. Believe it or not, a miracle has happened. That is right. Today, we have our first ever actual off-week episode. I know we've hinted at the idea millions of times before, but on this beautiful April day in the year of 2023, it is finally coming to you guys. Today, we have a very special episode as we are joined by two of our great friends, Gabby and Enya. This week, as you may know, was supposed to be the Chinese Grand Prix, but it has been canceled as a result of COVID restrictions from within the country. As always, we are joined by my lovely co-host, Sashwat, who will soon be explaining to you guys the format of what we will be doing today. Without further ado, Gabby, Enya, if you guys could please introduce yourselves, telling us how you got into F1, some of your favorite drivers, teams, moments, whatever you want to share, and anything else about yourself that you want to share with everybody. Okay, hi, I'm Gabby. Um, I got into F1 because, well, Enya suggested it, and also, if you know anything about me, I love reality TV and I love sports, so Drive to Survive was the show for me. I, like, binged it on a long family trip when I was just, like, in the car for, like, hours on end, and then I got hooked, and then, obviously, like, being able to talk about it with, like, our friends and stuff has also gotten me into it, and now I've, like, gotten my entire family into it, so... Because we all just like love watching sports together. So, um, some of my favorite drivers, I'm a Mercedes fan. I wouldn't say I'm like a ride or die for any one team. I kind of just like go where the mood takes me with each race, but I definitely am like a little anti Red Bull, but that's okay. I still will root for Max. But but yeah, so I just, and also just have like a different opinion. I root for Alex Albon because I feel like he got done dirty by the Red Bull um, like system. (laughs) So, I'm a big Alex Albon fan. And yeah, um, like I said before, I love all sports, big Philly sports fan. So, and yeah, I'm a nursing student, so I'm busy with school. So I'm still a STEM major, but different from all of my engineering comp sci friends. And yeah. Okay, I'm Enya. I'm a big F1 fan. I actually got into into it through my parents. They've been F1 fans for a while, and they convinced me to watch F1 by telling me that the drivers are very attractive. And that's what got me into F1. And then (laughs) I got really into the race and the stats. And that's what kept me there. Um, I'm a huge Carlos Sainz fan. Like, love Carlos Sainz. Can talk about Carlos Sainz any day of the week. Um, Love him no matter what team he's at. Uh, I also love Haas. um, Mostly because of Gunther. I think he's hilarious. Obsessed with him. And I love Toto Wolf because he's a hunk. And if you've been listening to this podcast long enough, you already know that I can't stand George Russell. I hate George Russell. And that's my one driver that I don't yes. like. The rest We're of them all I'm- George Russell haters here. <laughs> hey, whoa, speak for yourself. I've been a George Russell hater <laughs> since he was at Williams. Yeah, that 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 is that is confirmable fact that Enya has probably been the day one George Russell hater. Yes, of course. Well, thank you guys. We really appreciate you all uh, coming on for our inaugural off-week episode over a year and a quarter of a year into the show. Um, Sashwa, we sadly haven't heard anything from you yet. Do you care to explain what we will be doing this week? Yeah, so, excuse me, I have like a sore throat right now, but we'll be doing like a kind of drafting kind of thing. I know a lot of draft or drafts are a very typical American sports thing and you know, all the major news outlets kind of cover them and, you know, do projected picks and all that. But we're going to be putting a kind of different spin on the concept of a draft where we're going to kind of create a Formula One, so to speak, Easter basket. I know we obviously, or Easter just kind of happened, I guess, last weekend. So in this basket, we'll be selecting, <coughs> excuse me, two drivers, one car, 
one team principal and one racetrack. The uh, there are some restrictions in in selecting these things. Uh, the first one and the main one is that you can only pick drivers, team principals, cars, and tracks that have appeared in or after the 2003 season or onwards. This is because I think it's unfair to go all time when all of us weren't even alive for like you know, people like Nikki Lauda or James Hunt. And 2003 is the season, the first full season that we were all in this world for. So I felt like that was a fair kind of place to start. Um, you can also pick in whatever order you want. Just because I said drivers first doesn't mean your first pick has to be a driver. If you really feel like it, you can pick a racetrack first. If you feel really emotionally connected and just in tune with a racetrack, be my guest. There are also other restrictions where if someone has selected a particular driver, team principal, so on and so forth, you can't pick the same one. So if, Enya, you select Lewis Hamilton, I can't pick Lewis Hamilton later on in the draft. Um, and then kind of the twist in this draft is that if you select a particular driver, you can't select a car that they've ever driven or a team principal that they've ever had. So um, just as I go through this, I'll give an example. So if Justin selects Max Verstappen, Justin is not allowed to pick any Red Bull car in or after 2016, and I don't know why Justin would ever pick this, but he can't pick the 2015 Toro Rosso car, um, if we're being technical, and Justin also could not pick Christian Horner or Franz Tost, as those are the two team principles that Max has been under. Um, same thing kind of with cars and team principles. So if you select the Mercedes W11, you can't pick Lewis Hamilton, you can't pick Bottas, and you can't pick George Russell, because all three of them drove that car. And if you select a team principal, you can't select a car or a driver that they were in charge of. So if you select Mattia Binotto, which I don't know why any of us would ever do that, um, you can't select Sebastian Vettel, you can't select Charles Leclerc, and you can't select Carlos Sainz, and you can't select any Ferrari car from between 2019 and 2022, uh, both of those years inclusive. But I think those are some pretty cut and dry rules, and the draft order, I randomized this. Gabby will be going first, Justin, you're second, and you're third. I'm fourth. This will happen in a snake draft process, so I have picks number four and five. But I guess if we don't have any other questions, comments, or concerns from anyone, we can kind of jump right into it. And uh, Gabby, you are on the clock, but there's not really a clock, so you can take as much time as you want to kind of discuss your choices. <laughs> okay. Honestly, having the first pick, I was excited, but then I was like, ooh, that's a lot of pressure. Um, but I decided to pick a driver first because I feel like that's like the logical place to start. And I was kind of deciding between two, and then I just decided to pick the one that I'm the fan the most. So for the first pick, I don't think it'll be that big of a surprise. I'm picking Lewis Hamilton. All right. I think that is... I'm gonna. I, I guess we can all, after these picks happen, we can all give our little blurbs on it. But I think Lewis Hamilton is a fantastic pick. Like, probably there were three picks or three drivers that could have gone number one. I feel like Lewis is probably the person that anyone is going to pick first. So I will let, I guess, Justin, you're up next on the board on the clock. So, or unless anyone else wants to chime in on Lewis Hamilton, be my guest. Good pick, Gabby. I mean, Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a great pick. Lewis Hamilton, obviously, one of the most successful. F1 drivers of all time, uh, tied for first for most WDCs of all time. You know, you, you really can't go wrong when you have someone who's that historically successful. My pick was, I, I knew the drivers I wanted. I had a small list that I was going to go through, but I knew that when I was drafting before Sashwa, I needed to get this pick in quick and early because I know if I don't, oh, he was going to pick it. <laughs> Sasha, I'm sure you already know that I am picking a car as my first pick, because I will be going 
with the Mercedes AMG F1 W11. Fuck. Yes, I mean, no, arguably <laughs> the best, the best car in the history of Formula One. It had it, it entered 17 races, won 13 of them, had 25 podium positions. The only race it didn't podium at was at Sakir 2020, obviously Checo's first win. Um, but that was with the whole George Russell, Valtteri Bottas tire debacle. So can you really count that against them? It had nine of the fastest laps that year. I, I think I already said it had 15 poles. It had a beautiful 1,025 or 764 kilowatts, uh, 1,025 horsepower. So just tons of power in that engine. We all saw how it abused the straights when it was, you know, it was in DRS range. Arguably, again, best F1 car of all time. I I was ready for this pick as soon as uh, I saw I was number two. Yeah, that's really frustrating. I really wanted the W11, but, um, you know, I guess this also doesn't really hurt you that much because I didn't think you were going to pick Botas or George Russell, and then obviously <laughs> Lewis Hamilton is off the board, so it doesn't really impact you that much. But I guess you also can't pick Toto Wolf if you were really going that route, but, um, <laughs> yeah. But oh, I guess, yeah, but Enya, you're up next unless anyone else has a comment on the W11. Okay, I'm going to pick a driver, and I'm going to pick Michael Schumacher. Uh, I feel like oh. that's the next obvious choice. Um, he it. won the championship the year I was born, so I really like him, and he is also one of the greats of the sport, so I'm going to go with him. You know, I honestly Damn. thought he was going to fall farther down the draft board. Like, I thought we were going to see a lot of recency bias. So, like, you know, mainly drivers that have driven in the past, like, two or three years. And I was hoping I was going to be able to get Michael Schumacher in the next round. But, yeah, I mean, we already have the two people with the most WDCs ever off the board, which probably should have been expected. Damn. All right. Well, I guess up to me now um and i have back-to-back picks here so this is making me really happy and i'm glad two picks i really wanted are still on the board here all right so with pick number four i'm gonna take a car i'm gonna take the 2004 ferrari uh this was the last car that michael schumacher won a world title in it also won the constructors championship it had 15 race wins out of 20 races all of those by michael schumacher i believe um let me just fact check myself nope never mind 13 of them were by uh michael schumacher and that is obviously or i guess it was it used to be the record what is max at now like he won 15 races last season or something um but until until that until max's season in 2022 this car uh obviously held the record for most race wins in a season um out of 40 chances to be on the podium it was on the podium 30 times so you know, I think that's great. It had 12 poles, 14 fastest laps. Overall, just a very dominant car and the final uh, step in Michael Schumacher's very storied legacy in Formula One. So I am really happy that I was able to steal this here. Um, a little disappointed that I couldn't get Michael Schumacher or Lewis Hamilton, but <laughs> I guess that was I guess that was always wishful thinking, considering that I was the last pick in the first round. Was the F2004 the last year they were allowed to have Marlboro branding on it? I believe so. Um, I'm looking at... A, uh, this is like a... Sh- it has it has the Shell logo on it. I don't think it has Marlboro on it. Or maybe they just took the Marlboro sponsor off because of, like, you know, tobacco. <laughs> it's not like they secretly <laughs> have, like, Marlboro-shaped everything all over their car. 
Isn't that like yeah. Mission Winnow, like secretly tobacco or yeah. something too? <laughs> yeah, Mission Mission Winnow is just like a really bad like. I guess they're just really bad, and I'm glad they got rid of Mission Winnow at Ferrari. Um, also, like McLaren, like you know the views. Vues, that's a vape. Views is like a huge vape brand, um, mm-hmm. and I think they oh, have another yeah. one um, that they also do. So like McLaren's back into like being kind of shifty with like addictive products, is what we'll call it. Wow. Um, and, I mean, it's le- but like Jack Daniels too. I mean, alcohol is not the same as tobacco, oh, but they do have all the Jack. That's Daniels. true. That is this true. Is that is true. Totally off topic, but I saw a TikTok earlier. That said, like, 50% of uh, teenage, not even teenagers, 50% of kids nowadays will be exposed to, like, a vape device by the time they're in fourth grade. And when I saw that, I texted my brother. I was like, have you vaped? He's like, no. That's crazy. <laughs> I was like, okay, good, don't. But still, yeah, it's fourth McLaren's grade is fault. crazy. Blame it on McLaren. <laughs> Always yeah. It is it McLaren's McLaren. fault. They shouldn't. They're selling they Legos to, distract to us and with promoting their cool... vapes. Yeah, they try to distract us with their cool, like, Google Chrome wheels, and then, you know, they have view or views or whatever it's called. Their other sponsors are pretty cool, though. They got some pretty cool sponsors. Yeah, like the Android OKX. I mean, everyone has, like, a crypto sponsor now. And, you know, obviously, like, physical health aside, like, crypto, just as bad. Like, don't don't get into crypto. <laughs> um, that is not financial advice, um, but, like, don't get into crypto. <laughs> Um, but I think, yeah, well, I'm glad I got the F2004, but now going into, um, my, my second pick round two, I'm going to take a driver and this has been a long running bit of mine ever since I started watching F1 that this driver, I consider him the greatest of all time. Not really, but I always push propaganda. I will be taking... Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. Uh, with my with my with the biggest Sasha move ever. Yeah. Justin, um, when you I, said I, you were gonna pick something to pitch Sasha off, I thought you were gonna pick him. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. I that could have been a good choice, but yeah. Yeah. Uh Sebastian Vettel, obviously, if there is a record in Formula One that Michael Schumacher or Lewis Hamilton has, um, and they are one and two, Sebastian Vettel is three in all of them. So I think he is a very, very good pick. Um, I know probably people will hear this and be like, why didn't you pick Max Verstappen? He was right there for the taking. Um, well, I guess I'm just not taking Max Verstappen because I don't like him and I think Sebastian Vettel is better. So in your face, Max Verstappen simps. I mean, Sebastian Vettel also has twice as many WDCs, so it's not like that's a bad choice. Like if we're, if we're looking at this through the lens of like these drivers in their prime, like Sebastian Vettel has still arguably had a better prime. Agree. And Sebastian Vettel, much like the F2004, has the record for more, has, or formerly had a record for most race wins in a season, but unfortunately, Max Verstappen killed both of their dreams. <laughs> so, um, I guess, yeah. But unless anyone else has anything, Enya, on to you. Um, I was gonna pick Toto Wolf, but I'm realizing, did Michael Schumacher drive for him when he was at Mercedes? Uh, no, no. No, right? Because okay. if I'm not wrong, Michael Schumacher's last season was 2012. Toto mm-hmm. Wolff became team principal in 2013. So there's a one like <laughs> yeah. season buffer that like you have it perfect. Wow. I'm gonna take Toto. <laughs> okay, that is a. I think I think that's a very good yeah. pick. I'm I gonna I'm gonna take of... him before he before he goes because he's like he's like a real team real leader at Mercedes. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's fair. I think Tone Wolf is definitely a safe pick for team principles. I think that is definitely a, a good place to have gone there. Um, not to mention his... Uh, I think he's actually now considered a billionaire. I think I just saw like a tweet about this that like because of his stakes in Mercedes AMG as well as his other investments, like he's officially his net worth is over a billion dollars. Yeah, well, so, he owns like thirty three percent of it, and it's like arguably one of yeah. the most um, valuable F one brands ever. So, yeah. Not, uh, none of the F one people do because they all just are <laughs> living in Tax Haven, Monaco. <laughs> Um, but Justin, on to you for pick number seven. Alrighty. This should probably be like the least surprising pick of the draft. Two-time WDC winner, 22.2% win rate in F1, 166 entries, 37 wins, 80 podiums, 2,080.5 career points, 22 pole positions, 22 fastest laps, current championship leader, Max Verstappen will be sitting in the W11 uh, as my number one driver. Jesus Christ. That's a crime. Putting Max Verstappen in the W11 is a crime. (laughs) (laughs) That is like... That is some, like, alternate reality, like... Um, like, like the worst timeline possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is why like Stephanie Shu wanted to end the entire universe because you put Max Verstappen <laughs> in the W11. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess in terms of like drivers, this is probably like the best pick you're going to get. Like, I don't see that this is really going anywhere else. Um, but yeah, I mean, Max is very good at driving cars. He's done that for the last like. I don't know, seven years, six years. So I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But Gabby, on to you for your second pick, pick number eight. Okay, so I have two picks in a row. So I was like debating on where to go with this. But first, I'm going to take a car because I was trying to like match out the whole like team print, like the like restrictions we had. And it was like very confusing to me just because I think my F run history isn't as good as everyone else's. But I think I have a way to make it work. So I'm just going to go with it. So I'm picking a car next, and I'm taking the, also kind of committing the same sin that Justin just did, but I'm putting Lewis (laughs) Hamilton in the RB9, which I believe is the 2010 Red Bull car. That was my pick. That's a banger pick. That's so good. Whoa. Because I knew I couldn't pick the W11 because I wanted Lewis Hamilton, and I was like, someone's going to take the F2004. I was like... And I don't know many other cars, gonna be honest. Like I know them, but I don't know like the stats like that. But that was that's my pick because I feel like it's just like one of the best cars left and it opens the most doors for me for like picking other people. Wow. Okay. That was yeah. that was RB9. Vettel's last championship, right? Because he won twenty ten through twenty thirteen. And he like he dominated. Yeah, so twenty thirteen was the RV nine. Yeah, it was oh. yeah, that was the one where the first half of the season, like, it didn't do too well, and then they changed yeah. the package, and then it was, like, a speed demon. In 2013, yeah, think... Sebastian Vettel won the WDC by the 155 mm. points. Yeah, it was, uh, it was crazy. Um, that RB9 was a... Also, I think that was the last year of, what, the V8 engine, so, like, the car also sounds really good, and it has that, like old school car noise which i think is missing in the hybrids but like you know wow rb9 mm, i'm actually really upset i like overlooked that in all of my combinations but i mean it wouldn't have worked because i i wanted vettel anyway but um 
Yeah, but Gabby, your uh, your next pick, pick number what? Can I count nine in this draft? Yeah, my, so my third pick. I was like debating again if I should go driver or principal, but I think I'm just going to go driver because I care more about that. And this might not be the statistically most successful driver. They still are a world champion, but I'm also kind of picking on vibes. I am picking Kimi Raikkonen because Ooh. I just think he's cool. I feel like he should have won more championships than he did. I feel like he got kind of screwed over a couple of times. And also just mm-hmm. that video of him DNFing DNFing in Monaco and then going on the boat <laughs> and like partying <laughs> is like the best thing I've ever seen. And I feel like we need more party boys in F1 who aren't afraid to let people know they're party boys. <laughs> yeah, that's valid. <laughs> and you'd get some of the best like team radios of all time. Yeah, I I think it's like I I always love hearing like how bland Kimmy is like in his interviews, but then also when he gets on the mic and he's like yelling at people, and he's like, I know what to do. Shut up, leave me alone. Um, I think that's yeah. I think Kimmy Räikkönen, Kimmy Räikkönen, and Lewis Hamilton driving the RB nine. Wow, that sounds. Wow, that is okay. That is actually a very stacked lineup. I am wow. I don't know. I don't know that we can do. I don't know that anyone can do much better than that. To be, oh, I, I guess unless Justin somehow gets like someone else into the W eleven, that's crazy. But wow. <laughs> Wait. So can we do a quick recap of who everyone has so far? Yeah, sure. So I'll read it out. So Gabby's team so far is driver one, Lewis Hamilton. Driver two, Kimi Raikkonen. And the car she selected was the RB nineteen, or sorry, the RB nine, not the RB nineteen. Um, Justin, you have the W11 and Max Verstappen so far. Enya, you have Michael Schumacher and Toto Wolf. Um, <clears throat> so far, I have the F2004 and Sebastian Vettel. Okay, very nice. All right, and who's who's next um, to pick? Is it me? Yeah, Justin, you are up next. Alrighty, I will be taking the first track off the board, arguably one of the most, I guess, historical tracks of all time. We know the W11 is probably just going to annihilate this track. It is Spa-Francorchamps in Belgium. Anyone who's seen Lewis Hamilton's pole position lap knows that he took Pujan flat out, which I don't think has ever been done in another F1 car since or before then. So we know that it's going to win there. It's easily going to be a 1-2 no matter who I put into my driver number two spot. I feel very happy sending the W11 there. Should be a nice little easy, like, our DRS zones are huge. Down O Rouge, we're going to kill it. It's it's just an unstoppable combination for me right now. Yeah, I think Spa, obviously a very historic track. Um, obviously long straights for the W11, the cornering, the DOS. Everything just fits for the W11 um, at Spa. But yeah, Enya, on to you. Um, I'm gonna pick. Oh, I don't know. I'm like debating what to do. Gabby did so good. I'm stressed. I know, <laughs> Gabby's I know. team is like terrifying. <laughs> Guys, I spent a lot of time researching, so I hope. <laughs> it be- well, I wanted at first when um we were told that we were doing the draft. I wanted the Alfa Romeo 158, which is like from years and years <laughs> ago, because I love it. If you've never seen the Alfa Romeo 158, you have to Google it. It's like the funniest looking car ever. Doesn't even look remotely like an F1 car. But um, I think for my car, 
I'm going to take the 2017 Ferrari car. I think it was like the SF70. Yeah, that's yeah. uh yes, question mark. That sounds right. I think it was 2017 Ferrari. So that was Se- oh, that was the year Seb challenged Lewis for, yeah, for, for the, the championship. World title. Okay. <clears throat> mm, yeah. That's a good one. That was definitely a very good car. It's the SF70, yeah. Perfect. Um yeah, the SF70 from what I remember, obviously a very competitive car. Vettel probably pushed that car to its limits and a little further obviously fell short in the end but uh of the two years that he challenged lewis i think 2017 was definitely the closer year so fantastic pick and obviously you've stuck michael schumacher in back in a ferrari yeah yeah michael schumacher back in a ferrari and he's with total wolf so yeah um in case anyone was curious i have the i pulled up the stats for the sf70 uh it entered into 20 races won five of them had 20 podiums, five poles, and seven fastest laps. So, yeah, a very dominant car in the, like, later hybrid era. Yeah. Hmm. All Actually, right. well, fun oh. fact, for my birthday, my dad 3D printed the SF70 for me, and I have, like, a mini one in my room. Oh, that's so fun. I, I oh, love my... One... I was going to say, it's fake. You had to pick it. <laughs> yeah um uh, sash what are you gonna do damn oh i have like i'm actually so lost i don't know what do you what do you, what do you still need this. to pick <clears throat> i need one driver i need a team principal i need a racetrack he has um, the i think he has vettel and the f2004 right okay yeah i have vettel in the f2004 and honestly like i just don't know where to go with this because like it's just so hard to like pick a good I guess, like, driver to put in this that, like, it makes sense and I can, like, constantly guarantee wins. Um, I'm, I'm between two people, but I think, I think this works, um, with the restrictions we put on. I'm going to put Nico Rosberg alongside Sebastian Vettel. Um, obviously, Nico Rosberg is a noted Ooh. YouTuber. That's all he's ever done with his life. Um, <laughs> he may or may not have beaten Lewis Hamilton in equal machinery. Um, but other than that, I mean, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I think that's that's where I'll go with it. I think Nico Rosberg, obviously, he was probably in Lewis's shadow for a lot of the time. He also had to drive against Michael Schumacher, so he had a lot of time to like cut his teeth and he knows what it ha- means to have like world championship teammates and be under a lot of pressure. So I think he is a great pick um, for that reason. I like Nico. Yeah, I think he's a good pick. He was on my list. If like, I need, if like, depending on how the order worked out, he was on my list, except I wasn't going to put him and Lewis together, obviously. Yeah. I've also realized <laughs> that I've made a, I've made a horrible blunder here, but I'm not going to allow myself to take it back. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna just hope that no one else picks up on it and that like my my error does not go does not get punished. But um, I think there was yeah, there's another driver I definitely should have picked over Rosberg, and I'm kind of regretting it now. But um, moving on to round number four, um, I am going to pick a racetrack here <clears throat> just because I think team principles are overrated, and I think the yeah, I mean like after you get past like Total Wolf and like Christian Horner, if Christian Horner floats your boat. And then maybe like, I don't know who are the other fun team principals. Gunther, like, yeah, like like after after uh, nobody <laughs> likes Otmar. Otmar's just like Andreas Seidel just like was on. Oh, Andre- Zach Brown. 
Zach, How okay. <laughs> Zach Brown, Brown does suck. Is, I hate Zach Brown. <laughs> Zach Brown, okay, also, like, if we're being, like, very particular about it, Zach Brown is not the team principal. He's the CEO of McL- CEO of McLaren Racing. Um, but also, oh, like, true. yeah, I guess he'd be a fine pick. But also, like, outside of, like, three or four team principals, like, I don't really see a lot of value, but I see a lot more value in racetracks. And I'm going to take a very historic race. I'm going to take Silverstone as my racetrack. Because I think, obviously, Silverstone had the first race ever in Formula 1. I think it's never not been on the Formula 1 calendar. Um, Obviously, a lot of history. Um, Lewis Hamilton has, like, a record 8 wins here. Um, He has a record 13 podiums here as well. I think he's podiumed in all but two times he's driven there. So that means... um, a lot of iconic corners, a lot of iconic parts of the track, obviously a lot of iconic moments. Justin, don't worry, we won't be talking about these iconic moments. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's about it. And then I guess you'll hear from me on my final team principal pick at the very end of this draft. But Enya, on to you. Okay, so I have the SF70, I have Toto, and I have Michael Schumacher. Okay, I'm going to pick another driver. And for my driver, I'm going to take Carlos Sainz. I love Carlos ah, Sainz. Typical. It had to be Carlos Sainz. <laughs> wow. Um, Carlos Sainz is like, I'm a big oh, Carlos right, Sainz didn't fan. Oh, right, because didn't Kimi Raikkonen drive the other? Yeah. But Gabby yeah. has, yeah, Gabby has Kimi. So. Gabby, or uh, uh, Kimi and Seb are the ones who drove the SF70, so both potential mm-hmm. drivers. Oh, right. And then, I guess, who was team principal of Ferrari in 2017? Stefano Domenicali, I think. No, Benotto was 2019 onwards. Because Kimi oh, wow. and Benotto won Coda uh, together th- that year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. Right. Wait. wait, I thought... Ki- didn't Kimi win in 2018? I thought... <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> if, it's 20, if it's 2019, Kimi Raikkonen also just didn't drive that car. Because that was Charles. Oh, it was 2018. You're right. I messed it up. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, But in any case, Carlos Sainz Jr. And obviously won his first race at Silverstone last year. Um, a lot of people say it's luck, but at the end of the day, a win is a win, and you can't really. I think you know. for a second driver, I have a star. I have Michael Schumacher. Is yeah, Carlos is gonna get can... dusted by Michael Schumacher. I think Carlos is gonna do just fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, looking at this, Justin is about to probably deliver like a crazy knockout punch, and I really hope, <laughs> I really hope he doesn't he doesn't do it. Sasha, you're gonna hate my next like, pick. <laughs> just like in UFC 267, Justin, please give us the knockout. <laughs> oh wow, thank you. Okay, this driver, I'm picking my second driver. I needed someone who was gonna be a great number two, and that's what they needed to be a number two. Uh, when they were racing together, Rubens Barrichello and Michael Schumacher raced 96 times, of which Rubens Barrichello finished behind Michael Schumacher 81 times, which makes him arguably one of the greatest number two drivers ever. (laughs) That being a number two driver who knows his role. So Rubens Barrichello will be my second pick to back up Max Verstappen, but not actually do anything to challenge him. That was a okay. great pick. Thank you. Now, <laughs> Sasha looks pissed. Yeah, good. Good. No, no, you're going to hate really my satisfied. team principal even more than. <laughs> no, I'm really happy because no one took Fernando Alonso, and I'm really relieved we all forgot about him <laughs> because I forgot about him until after I picked Nico Rosberg. <laughs> oh, 
I just couldn't do uh, it. That's so true. I thought about uh, it, but my love for Carlos Sainz blinded me. Plus, I really want Alonso to go win IndyCar because he's like one of the only mm. people left that can win the like king of the racing. Triple crown. Yeah, the triple crown. Because yeah. they don't have the Monaco Grand Prix anymore. What? 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 Yeah, they do. <laughs> what? Like it doesn't count. They're not renewing that contract. Yeah, like it's what? gonna go. What? It's gonna Wait, go no, out. No, 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 no. The Triple Crown is Le the Mans, triple crown... Monaco, and Indy Five Hundred, and all yeah. three of those races still exist. But Monaco's like threatened to not be renewed like every year. Oh like, yeah, they're but gonna get rid of it. Oh, soon. but it will be. But it will okay. be. It, it it always will be. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like, the amount of money they make off of that race is so obscene, and the thing is that, like, no one sponsors it, like, F1 puts on that event, so all of the ticket money, any, like, whatever currency Monaco has is spent <laughs> on tickets or, like, merchandise or food at that race, all goes to F1, and I bet you it is probably the most profitable event they have all year. That's crazy. Ugh, I hate Monaco so much. <laughs> yeah, no one picked Monaco as your track, you're cancelled. Yeah, that's cringe, yeah. that's cringe, don't do that. It's very cringe, but Justin, great pick on Rubens Barrichello. I he is definitely someone I considered, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, is it him or Botas?" But I also want the W eleven. So, um, but Gabby, on to you for your second to last pick. Are these like my last two picks? Am I going in a row? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're your last two picks. Yay! Okay. So I have to pick my principal and my track. So I'm going to do my team principal first. This isn't maybe for team principal like ability. But I feel like my drivers don't need that much oversight. I feel like they got it. So for personality, I'm picking Gunter Steiner. Yay! Yeah. Yes. He deserves Excellent. to be picked in this draft. He deserves it. He carries Netflix on his back. Yeah, yeah that's fair. I was going to say, we can't be like four Americans and then not pick like any American anything for F1 related. <laughs> so I'm glad Gunther finally got taken. Yeah, I don't know how yeah. his relationship with either of those drivers would go. Probably not the best, but it's okay. We're going to make it work. I think Gunther and Kimmy would be hilarious. I think they actually could be best friends outside of <laughs> racing, though. I don't know how they do well racing-wise, but outside of racing, I feel like they'd be besties. So true. Okay, and then I have my track. I'm excited that this one didn't get picked yet. I feel like it's not one that you think of right away, but it always has like some of the best races so i'm going to pick interlagos oh i was between i was between um silverstone and brazil for for my track but yeah brazil what an amazing i don't think like i can't remember the last time we had a boring brazil race um (sighs) obviously 2022 george russell wins the sprint george russell wins his first ever f1 race sorry and yeah i know that was probably should have been censored (laughs) um 2021 lewis hamilton last to first challenge and then middle of the pack to first challenge despite max verstappen's best efforts 2020 we didn't have a race 2019 i forget who won but it was probably lewis um because (laughs) the mercedes was really good but it's also just like probably one of the best atmospheres at a race like the colors like the green orange like it's just like always a fun race to watch i think um so i yeah wow interlagos fantastic pick yeah and if lewis is on my team i gotta take brazil honorary citizen like the connection's strong (laughs) the pit lane on that track pisses me off so much it's so long Oh yeah, and it like do- it like it follows the Senna S's, and then it like yeah, yeah, it's really dumb, it's really annoying. But other than that, I think Interlagos is definitely an amazing, amazing pick. 
Um, all right, Justin, time for your final pick. All right, my team principal is technically permanently banned from Formula One. However, no! do you already know who it's going to be? Fuck, he got it! No! Okay, so I'm going to be taking Flavio Briatore. Who hell okay, let me let me just re- read the uh, Wikipedia excerpt. The Renault Formula One crash controversy dubbed Crashgate by some in the media was a sporting scandal caused when Renault F1 driver Nelson PK Jr. Surprise, surprise, a, Nel- a PK is in the controversy. Uh, deliberately crashed during the 2008 Singapore Grand Prix to give a sporting advantage to his Renault teammate Fernando Alonso. Um, on the 14th lap, the Renault R28 crashed into the circuit while it turned 17, necessitating a safety car deployment. Alonso had previously made an early pit stop and was promoted to the race lead as other cars pitted under safety car conditions. Alonso subsequently won the race after starting 15th on the grid. At the time, PK described his crash as a, quote, simple mistake. After being dropped by the team following the 2009 Hungarian Grand Prix, PK alleged that he had been asked by the team to deliberately crash to improve the race situation for Alonso, sparking an investigation of Renault F1 for race fixing by the FIA. Uh, After an investigation, they were charged with conspiracy on September 4th and were to answer the charge on September 21st, 2009. Then on September 16th, Renault stated they wouldn't contest the charges, announced that Flavio Briatore and the executive director of engineering, Pat Simons or Simmons, had left the team. And you know what? My team needs someone who will put our number one driver at the forefront of every race. We need <laughs> someone who will look at Max Verstappen, the generational talent, and be like Rubens Barrichello. I need you to go crash into the wall to make sure he needs to be like Nick Latifi at Abu Dhabi. That's what we need. And you know, if I can have an F1 team principal who will do literally whatever it takes, even getting banned from the sport, to ensure that my driver wins, then I mean, I couldn't <laughs> ask for anything else. <laughs> Good lord. Holy shit. Oh, man. <laughs> Don't tell me wow. it's not a great pick. Fuck. I really wanted Flavio, man. Justin's oh, just so recreated, like, current Red Bull using, like, other people. <laughs> yeah, he just like, like, how can I make this in the most toxic environment possible? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> toxic oh, is, like, is, you know, it correlates to winning. Like, look at this. He has he has a team principal who will only want the number one driver to win. He has a dominant car, and he has a driver who's used to getting team ordered. He literally just built a Red Bull all over again. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually sick to my stomach right now. Like, I'm going to need a thumbs after this. Oh, Justin. Um, but, Enya, your last pick of this okay. draft. All I have left is my track, and... For my track, I was actually between two. I think I'm the only one that still has to pick a track. I was between the Autodromo Hermano Sorjugas in Mexico and Coda. And I think I'm going to pick Coda mm, just because that yeah. turn one is so stunning. I love Ooh. it there. It was my first F1 race I've ever been to. And there's something about F1 in America that just hits the spot. Yeah, the the Americanization of F1 is something that Europeans hate, but as an American myself, I love. And as someone who was also who has also seen that turn one in person, oh man, it's like a lot of fun when you see like the cars like going like vroom up the hill and then like they're breaking into the first corner. And then I know Justin probably hates Coda because he got a absolutely ghoulish sun sunburn there, but like Dude, um, yeah, so bad. <laughs> 
But, you know, Justin probably also loves Coda because as we were leaving the race, uh, Bryce Harper hit a home run to put the Phillies in the lead of the NLDS. So, or was it the NLCS? NLCS. You guys better NLCS. post that picture of Justin's sunburn now. Yeah, the people need to see. <laughs> they need to see well, it. We can, we can put we'll it on the Instagram. The yeah. And the alpha. The thing, the thing is, is that Justin didn't even care about the sunburn because he was so happy about Bryce Harper. Like, we were walking back and like, Obviously, if you haven't been to Coda, it's like rocky kind of like trails and like dirt trails on the outside of the circuit that's like not developed. And he's like staring at his phone like so intently. I'm like, Justin, you don't even focus on the race this intently. What is wrong with you? <laughs> and then he like all of a sudden just starts screaming like about Bryce Harper. And I'm like, what happened? And then obviously I come How to find out not? that the Phillies, the Phillies advanced and won the pennant. And then unfortunately, the the Houston trash cans. Um. Um, won the World Series, but you know it was a very cool moment. So it's yeah, bad. and then they lost in the World Series. Coda. Yep, yep. Of sadly, but you know maybe <laughs> we'll get lucky this year and we'll get to see the Sixers lose in the finals to mark our fourth consecutive <laughs> loss in the finals. But you know I would be okay with it because it would mean they got out of the second round. And I I know no, Gabby probably has something be to okay say with about it. this. <laughs> Gabby, would you okay? Wait, Gabby, would you rather they like lost in the finals or lost in the second round to the Celtics? Um, lose in the second round to the Celtics only because if they made it to the finals, I think I would literally have a heart attack. My heart rate when I watched the Sixers is so high. When we watched, I don't even want to talk about but that game, game seven against the Raptors, my dad had to go into a separate room because we can't be in the same room during yes. the playoffs. <laughs> like the stress is too high. I think my heart couldn't handle the stress of them being in the finals. So oh God. another Philadelphia team loses a championship this year. Don't text. It's over for me. <laughs> But also, I'm the uh, only person who hasn't been to Coda, but because, so for people who don't know, for nursing, you can't really miss class. It, like, affects your grade if you skip classes, so I can never skip class to go. But once I can self-schedule and have disposable income, watch out. <laughs> We're going to Coda. We're going to Let Coda. Cook. And I also love Coda because for every, like, super expensive, exclusive race that they add in the U.S., Coda adds more GA tickets and grandstand yeah. tickets at affordable prices so that everyone can go watch F1. Yeah. I guess I'll never get over the fact, though, that, like, it's cheaper for, like, if you include, like, the total cost of, like, flights and stay and everything, like, it's cheaper to go to Spa than it is to Coda. And that's, like, even with, like, GA and stuff. Like, I guess that will always shock me, but for the pure convenience factor of not having to leave the country, um, yeah, Coda is definitely it. I mean, yeah, as Justin, I know we've talked about this a lot, but we we will we will eventually be releasing a Coda tell all from the 2022 United States Grand Prix eventually. It'll it'll happen this summer because we also require a another guest on that show to really tell the story of the weekend. Um, <laughs> but. Um, you know, it obviously started out and ended in very different ways, but, you know, lots of experiences to recap, but, um, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one. Justin and I had a classic, like, spill in a Mexican restaurant, and he told me everything. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not fun. <laughs> yeah. Sash, what's your, what's your um, final pick? Yeah, we got All right, so, so, after Justin so rudely took Flavio Briatore away from me, I was thinking... Well, I need a team principal now, and I obviously cannot pick Christian Horner. Um, one, because I hate Christian Horner, and it goes against my morals. And two, because Sebastian Vettel is on my team. I also cannot pick 
uh gene tot uh who is um michelle yo's like boyfriend slash partner i think partner is the word that wikipedia uses so partner is the word i will use um i can't pick him because he was in charge of ferrari when the f2004 was a thing i also can't pick total wolf because enya picked total wolf so with all of these restrictions in mind i had to think who's a really good team principal that fits all of these things and i thought it has to be frank williams the guy who founded the Williams team and was team principal until they got sold to a venture capital firm in 2020. And his name, obviously, he's passed away. So rest in peace, uh, Frank Williams. But he's like he's at the heart of Formula One. Um, like for everything he's done, obviously, Williams won a ton of championships back before any of us were born. But he was active when we were born and when we were all alive. So he's a qualified pick. And I think for the history that he brings and for the expertise he would bring to this team, Frank Williams is absolutely my pick. That was a great pick. That's Josh. such a good one. You got the only one to like actually start F1 team too. I think all oh, the yeah. got yeah. people that came in. It's <laughs> it's honestly hard though because like unless you pick like Frank Williams was like definitely an outlier in the sport when it comes to building a team and like being participating in F1, and you know like. <clears throat> Like, Total Wolf, he brought a lot of money, he brought a lot of success to F1, and, like, he went and taught a class at Harvard about how he was so good at his job. Like, I think that's a pretty big flex. Um, but I guess what we'll do is we'll go through a nice little recap of the draft now. We'll just look over and see whose teams are whose, and maybe we can have a little discussion, but we'll leave it up to you, the listener, to decide who really wins this draft. So... Our first pick was Gabby, and her draft was driver number one, Lewis Hamilton, um, driver number two, Kimi Raikkonen. Both of them will be driving the RB9, Sebastian Vettel's final title-winning car. They will be principled by Gunter Steiner, and their home race will be Interlagos in some alternate universe. Um, a very strong lineup, I think. I think Lewis Hamilton and Kimi Raikkonen, a very underrated pairing that we never got to see in F1, and driving a very dominant car, obviously led by the vibe master himself, my boat, my goat, Gunter Steiner, racing at one of the most iconic tracks in F1, Interlagos. Justin started off strong, picking the W11, and his drivers were Max Verstappen and Rubens Barrichello, a dominant driver in a dominant car with a dominant accepting team orders driver, um, <laughs> captained by, uh, who was your team principal? Flavio Briatore, the ultimate scam lord, the ultimate do-whatever-it-takes, driving at Spa, a track again with so much history, and a track that Max and Rubens are all too familiar with, <coughs> as is the W11. Enya obviously started with Michael Schumacher, Total Wolf kept it nice and German, then went Italian, picking the SF70, uh, stayed true to her heart with Carlos Sainz Jr. coming in, and then decided to race at our home race, Circuit of the Americas, otherwise the Austin or United States Grand Prix. And then I started with the F2004, uh, putting Sebastian Vettel and Nico Rosberg in that car. Uh, led by Frank Williams, a legend to the sport, driving at Silverstone, another historic track. But that is our recap. That is our draft. Let us know what you guys think of this. And yeah, I guess Enya and Gabby, how was your first time uh, coming on the show? I know this has been in the works for a very long time. I know we've been trying to figure out how to get other people onto the show for a very long time. So I guess thank you guys for being the first guest, but uh, thank you, thank any you. feedback for us, any feedback for us and how this was as a process that we can air out uh, right now in front of the <laughs> Yeah, listener. air your qualms right at the end of the episode. Yeah, tell us, tell us how shit this entire experience was. <laughs> Complain about it. Um, I had a lot of fun. 
<laughs> damn, damn. Wow, damn. Thank you. <laughs> damn, that's crazy. <laughs> no, I had fun too. I, hopefully one day we can record in person. It's not the same as on Zoom, but you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, I have no no notes. I had a great time. This was a fun like thing to do. I learned a lot about some F1 history. So yeah, I had a great time. Good. Well, Justin, unless you have anything to add, I think we're ready to conclude this episode. Um, I think this was a really cool kind of, you know, off the off the beaten path kind of trick or kind of idea that we have when it comes to the F101 podcast. So thank you to everyone for making this possible. And Justin, over to you. Yes, thank you, everyone. Um, in the Spotify question section, we will ask who you think had the best draft. So if you want to let us know, We'll tally it up for the beginning of the next episode and let everyone know who had the best draft. Um, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you, Enya and Gabby, for joining us today and finally helping us make our first ever off-week episode. Obviously, we've been waiting a long time to actually get one done. Um, but we are on Twitter and Instagram at F1on1pod, and we will see you guys in about two weeks for the next race. Which what What's the next race again? Baku. Baku. Oh, okay. So Red Bull won too. Um, so yeah, we will see you guys in like a week and a half-ish for the Formation Lap episode for the 2023 Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Peace.